broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday. This is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBella. I like to smoke them like the wind. Good morning, all my loyal listeners, lovers, libertarians, left-handed people, librarians, and everybody else out there. This is KMA Talk Radio, episode 525, Magic City. I am the GOAT. Nobody knows where Abe is. I am the captain today, but I'm here with my crew. The Italian scallion, known by many other names, but we're going to still call him <laughs> Paul today. Paul DeGracco, and the man who always has the scoop, William Cooper. Good morning, guys. Good morning, gents. Could you imagine if this was Paul not here? Oof. It I'm almost saying, was. I'm just, I'm just oh, was. of course it was. <laughs> but I would have texted, albeit like five minutes before the show, but I would have texted. Yeah. Always almost. Yeah. Almost I have this. We have a, a Vicky Bakery that opened up here. And I, I don't know if what you guys that? know Vicky know Bakery from. So it's a place down in Miami area that does like Cuban pastries and oh, Cuban coffee. <laughs> and they opened up. I mean, as close as you can be to me in the middle of nowhere, but it's like a 15 minute drive. And I was so tempted to go this morning. I ended up just going to Dunkin' Donuts. But if I had gone, I would I would be getting back right about now. So I didn't go, but I will be getting a Cuban sandwich for lunch today. I decided oh, since nice. I'm kid free, wife free, uh, but not all dog weekend. free. But not dog free. Not, but apparently not dog free. Right. <laughs> no, and I listen. We had a special day yesterday. The uh, the puppy celebrated her one year birthday. Uh, she couldn't have any treats because uh, she's been sick the last two days. Both of my dogs have had uh, puppy potty troubles for the past three days, so it's hey, been real yikes. fun here. Yikes! Dogs what? are harder than children sometimes. Oh, I know. That's why I don't have them. I agree. <laughs> I was saying to my to my friends that just got a puppy, they don't have kids, and they're like exhausted and stressed out. And I'm like, listen, man, a pup the first like I don't know, first year of a puppy's life is way harder than the first like three or four months of a baby's life, in my opinion. Ba- babies are easy. You when you know, the, the first couple months of their life, you just your job is to not kill them. You well, let them sleep, I mean, you don't yeah, drop them. And, and you know, you can you can put a, a diaper on a baby, you know, a dog a puppy. Well you can there are people in this neighborhood that have diapers. Okay, for when their you dogs. say there are people, are you one of those people? No, but uh, I'll t- I'll tell you this: there's one that's too close for comfort. What one of the mean? ladies that's here, I'll tell you. One of the ladies that lives here watches my children sometimes. She's like a, a retired kindergarten teacher, and now she does like you know babysitting and stuff like. She's very expensive, but. She always has like games and activities and teaches the kids. So if they're going to be, if we're going to be away for like more than a couple hours, we try to leave them with her either here or at their house. And when we've gone to their house, their dog wears a diaper. Now it's an older dog. I guess it has incontinence, but walks around with a diaper. And my kids have been exposed to that. I don't know how to repair it. <laughs> so 
I don't know what Casey's talking about, but I know Casey's a big time dog guy, so I I would actually trust any advice. No, Casey I I gives on dogs. absolutely. So so they have they have pumpkin. They have a little bit of a, a weird. What's infection. this for? Pumpkin for what? What do you, if they have diarrhea? So okay, okay. I, mean, I, I know that I would trust Casey on dog advice. For yeah, sure. he's right. Casey's so my not- my wife usually makes plain rice for them with homemade chicken broth, and then puts a little pumpkin and a sprinkle of their kibble in it. But they had they had some kind of medical issue that they both got. So they're actually good now. But there's been a lot of carpet shampooing here. What happened to dog food? Uh, what do you mean? What like happened you guys make food? food for the dog? Well, yeah. Normally they they have kibble. They okay. Okay. Oh, I'm like, but but when they're kibble. sick, you want to okay. give them something else to like build up their gut strength or so, you know to stop the diarrhea from flowing because they I never I never fed my dog dog food never really wow. I fed my dog my dog ate was on a completely speaking of dog a completely raw diet my, my wow. dog ate raw chicken backs raw chicken necks raw tomato carrots raw eggs everything raw really wow. That was yes. before he had kids and he could afford to spend that kind of money on his dog, though. No, man. A pack of chi- Listen, pound for pound, a pack of chicken necks, chicken backs, that shit is cheap compared to a bag of dog food. Compared to a bag of dog food, super cheap. Super cheap. And he'd be surprised because there's there's no grain. His, his turds were like this big. And it was a 110-pound American bulldog because there's no waste. There's no waste. Um, yeah, anyway, I guess that's how that, it should be. Before we get into, you know... <laughs> prolonged dog poop segment how was you guys holidays man we haven't been here for a while mine was mine was pretty good i mean it was it was really just home uh and my daughter and son-in-law came up um for christmas but i had to work christmas week it was actually a pretty busy week so i took this week off this week was the week i had off um yeah so but uh i got everything done before i didn't have to work into new year's eve which i was a little worried about this year i didn't have to do that so I took this week off, which is actually a lot more relaxing than taking last week off. So, sure, my kids yeah. have this last week and this week off. I don't know about your kids, Alex. Yeah, They've, I feel like he's been off for a month. It's like you know, I, think I had I looked at the total; it's seventeen days or something off from school. Yeah. So Pete Johnson and I were talking about this on Thursday night, and it used to be you'd have the week off between Christmas and New Year's. That's when you had yeah, off from school. And you school. were like, you were back to school by like the second or the third of January. Yep. Now it's this two to three week, two and a half week thing, which I started seeing with my younger kids. Uh, you know, when they were in high school and stuff, I'm like, what is this now? It used to be one week off in between New Year's. I mean, Christmas, Christmas Eve. It would start Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. That was it. Right. Right, now it's right. 17 days, like you said. Literally. I mean, it's like, come on, man. So yeah. um, anybody get anything good for Christmas? I, I got these new AirPods, actually, that I'm Did using you? for the show. What you yeah, got? My the, pro? the Pro? No, I don't like the Pro because now with kids, I can't really wear noise canceling. And mm-hmm. I and honestly, I, I plan to at some point start running again. We'll see. <clears throat> but uh, the ones with the silicone... When you like run with them, I hear my feet popping like when I'm running and I used to always run with regular AirPods. So I said, well, someday I was like sometime in the next 10 years, I'm going to start running again. So, yeah, I got the third generation. They're really great. I like them. Yeah. Surprised nice. by the sound quality, actually. Nice. Uh, mine was bought before Christmas because we kind of that's what we tend to do. And I got the uh, DuPont lighter. Oh, you did nice. get it. You said you yes. were going to get yes. it. Yeah. 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 I had a little help getting a, a good price on it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Nice. It was, yeah. But yeah, so but I got it. So it's we we end up just usually picking something out before Christmas is what we do. So but right, hold that up, right, Coop. Right. I want to see it. 
Yeah, it's the Defy Jet. That's cool, man. I've already used it on some shows, like with Matt Tobacco and everything. Give us a light. Give us a light. Of course, it's out of jet. (laughs) It's out of of gas. It's out of gas. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. goes. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Yeah, it really is. It works great. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oops. Alex, you're taking over the cameras, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes. So I actually, I, 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 um, no surprise here, but I got a new, uh, I got a new chess set, of course. Oh, of course. Dude. But it's, it's, man, listen, I love it. It's a very nice set. And it's actually also a replica of the 2013 candidates tournament, which was the first tournament that Magnus Carl- Carlson, who you hear me and see me post about a lot, qualified to the world championship. So it's kind of a cool replica set. And, um, I dig it, man. It's cool. I like it. I That's love great. it. I use it. Yeah, so Christmas was good, man. My son Christmas got a pumpkin millipede. Did we talk about this on the air? No. No, I don't even know what that is. Axel is obsessed. I'll 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 get a picture of it. Axel is obsessed with snakes, right? Like he wants a pet snake, but I'm not I don't have a problem with snakes. I mean, I've never had one, but I'm not like I don't have like a general fear of them or anything. Um, but he wanted to get a snake. We made the mistake of taking him to a reptile show because he's so into it. And he was all excited. He thought he was getting a snake. And I was like, dude, there's no chance you're getting a snake. Cause I can't, I can't make a 40 year investment into an animal right now. Like, uh, and if he goes to college or whatever, and he doesn't take it with him, I'm stuck with a damn snake. So he saw at the reptile show, this thing, it's actually called a carnelian millipede, but they call it a pumpkin millipede. It's about this big. It's literally a millipede. It lives in dirt. You feed it like rotting vegetables and fruit, and it just kind of sits there. And you have to mist it every every morning. So this is it. That's in my house as we speak right now. While my son's away, I'm responsible for the millipede. His name is Buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Buddy the millipede. Yeah, yeah like oh, Buddy wow. the elf. And it's like that's why it's called pumpkin because of the color. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's What's it's supposed snail? to it could get to be like seven seven inches to a foot long. And how long do they live for? I don't know, dude, but hopefully not long. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think with the proper, you know, they're from the tropical areas of um, of Thailand, so they they need like the humidity, so they do really well down here. Right. Um, I, I think I read somewhere that they could live like three to five years. So uh, I don't know. It's better than thirty-five to forty years for a. Is that how long a snake will live? A snake lives that long. I think it depends on the snake, but like they say to, to like the best first snakes are like a corn snake or um, I forget. Mm-hmm. I, I researched it a little bit, but like the life inspect- expectancy is like way longer than a dog. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is too much of an investment. I'm already investing in a new child coming. Our, our, our friends, our friend Jeff in the background actually makes a great point. You know, it's a you said it's a pumpkin millipede. Yeah. Feed it to the dog, man. <laughs> I don't. I, well, I think the puppy would eat it. the The little, the old little one wouldn't wouldn't touch it. But yeah, so that was an excitement here, and we had the whole family, my whole family, down here. So that was interesting as well. And then immediately made the switch in the rooms, moved Axel into the guest room, and getting the crib and all that stuff ready for the baby. Um, so yeah, that's that's fun. always fun. That's Painting always fun. and. We apparently I thought we were in the clear because my son's room now currently the oldest son's room has like blue. I think it's called board and batten like this thing on the wall that's blue. And I was like, perfect. We're having another boy. I don't have to paint anything. 
And she walks in there with a gallon of paint. She's like, well, he can't have the same color. I'm like, why? He's a boy. It's blue. Perfect. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I got this muted gray color. I want to. So we have to paint that now. So you got to paint, of course. Which is my well, least uh, favorite thing to do. Speaking speaking of, you know, our friends in the background, we're starting 2024 off with a couple special guests. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go ahead and get this party started? And I think we can run a meet your maker, right? We don't get to hear this. Oh, yeah. Well, right, yeah, let's do it. I haven't yeah. done it in a while. Where so the hell is it? Re- Here, it's in there somewhere. I know. Let's get ready to meet our maker. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. All right, let's welcome to the show this week's maker. It is our friend Nick Fusco of El Mago Cigars. Welcome, Nick. And, of course, Jeffrey Groover, who we all know and love. And uh, I don't know, what should we call Jeff today? El Mago Connoisseur Extraordinaire? There you go. There you go. The grooviest man alive. Is there an acronym for that? That seems kind of long. Grooviest man alive. I didn't put you up at the same time, Jeff, because you were fiddling with your camera. I saw, like, all this action. So I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Fiddler on the roof. I want to sit up a little bit. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank and you, I, let me quickly interrupt. I was I was listening and watching, and the pumpkin. What's it called? The pumpkin millipede. Millipede. The pumpkin millipede. All I could think about was that thing somehow escaping, no. and you waking up with that thing on your bed. That would be, <laughs> right. that would be a nightmare, right, dude. At least I, I it doesn't agree. bite or anything. It can't like sting you or bite like a centipede can, but it is, I don't know. It's a little creepy and I don't have a problem with bugs, but it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not a bug. You guy. like in, a bug in the Wrath of Khan where it crawls in your ear and like takes over your brain and you, you know. <laughs> Great. Just what, just what I need, Jeff. Keep putting those things you'll in my sleep, head. You'll sleep is well under done. lock and key. It is, it is locked up. And it's actually <laughs> because I am a little freaked out about it escaping. The case is locked with it, and my son's door is closed, and my the door into that hallway is closed too. So it's got to get through two doors just to get out of the room. <laughs> Dan Lemus, I'm with you, man. That, that look, that just that thing looks like a good piece of bait to me. I'm sure. It's I'm sure big. It's I mean, it's, I mean, it looks right like, it's, like you know, that's good, man. You know, the big fish eat the big bait, bro. <laughs> Take it down to the intercoastal. Right. Yeah. Right. Drop drop it down to a hundred feet. Get some big. You get something. Teach your that. kid. Teach your kid early about the food chain. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, we are here to talk about Nick Fusco, El Mago yep. Cigars, and his journey into the cigar business. But before we get there, I want to wish you, gentlemen, a happy New Year. How was your holiday? How was your New Year? Happy New Year. Happy uh, Happy Holidays to you as well. Um, for me, it was very uh, laid back. I stayed home with my family, went to dinner. Um, I'm fortunate that, you know, I have most of my family here in Miami. So nice. it was easy for us to get together and, and you know, share a meal together and uh, open some presents and all that. So it was, it was good and relaxing and uh, a nice little uh, calm, you know, chill time at the end of the year. Nice, nice, Groover. I know you're a little, you're a lot under the weather now. We appreciate you. Yeah. That that wasn't th- that was that's recent, right? You made it through the holidays, all right? 
Yeah, yes, sir. See, you gentlemen have it easy. You're talking about puppies and AirPods and centipedes and chess boards. Uh, my kid turned 17 and, you know, he loves to go. We live in the tropics, right? He wants to go see the snow. And oh, listen, I've been to Carolinas my whole life. I grew up in Georgia. But, you know, he's like, hey, dad, can we if, if we go out of town for Christmas? Because I asked him, do you want presents? Do you want to? You know, I'd rather make memories with him at this point. Right. What, right. what, what can I buy? I mean, you got a car already. Right. Like what, what, what's next college? So we want to go skiing or snowboarding. That was that was the problem, really. Right. So we go to Colorado, which is God awful expensive. I told him now he can't afford to go to college. So he better become a, a professional <laughs> snowboarder. Um, but when I tell you I fell down a mountain for, I don't know, 30 times, I thought I'd broken every bone in my body. It was a lot of fun to say, right? I didn't give up. I didn't quit. I, uh, I stayed the course, went again the next day. I got much better. Um, but uh, came home and a couple of days later, now I'm uh, now I'm pretty sick. So uh, I guess change of weather or whatever. You know, when we were there, it was eight, like all oh of God. all of eight, like all of eight. Well, at least well, you made it to the trip. So where were you in Colorado? Were you in Denver or in the mountains? Or where exactly we, were you? We flew into Denver and then went to Keystone. Okay. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Make it to the top of the mountain, and I mean, it's like a bowl. You can see every range around you you know you see breckenridge you see steamboat you see vale you know all these things it's like you're at the top of the world absolutely yeah. gorgeous yeah denver's cool because denver's right on the the cusp of the mountains you just right outside the mountains and then you kind of go into the mountains and it's, I, I was there a few years ago and it was beautiful as well i'd never been to colorado absolutely gorgeous yeah, yeah i agree a lot of, a lot of fun a lot of fun good times good memories but came home and now yeah. like a lot of people around us yeah. got a cold and it's kicking kicking my butt so Yep. but I'm here. You're here. He's trooping it. He's trooping it. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff, absolutely. You, sound, you sound a lot better than yesterday. Your, your <laughs> voice. If if you would have heard me about an hour ago when I was in the steam shower, or you know, getting uh, everything, I didn't sound this good. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> he was clearing everything out in the shower. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah. not that the listeners needed to hear that, but that's that's the truth, Tim. That's how it goes sometimes, man. So, so Nick, uh, are you a Miami? Nay, are you born in Miami? Yeah, born and raised sure. in uh, born and raised in Miami. Born and raised in my Miami. Yeah. Um. So you have a very very interesting story, and you know I've heard it, and and we've kind of done an abridged version with us, but you know we we'd really like to get into your story and how you got to where you are. So, um, kind of take us through your beginnings. You know, how, take us through your history. Your family has a a very storied history, which is really awesome. Can you kind of take us through that, like you know, family history and and you know, then we'll kind of tie that into how we got here today. Absolutely. So how did I how did I get here? Right. Um, and if I'm relating it to the cigars, I go uh, more to my mom's side, starting with her parents, her my grandfather on that side was from Cuba and my grandmother on that side was from Czechoslovakia. So my grandfather was the head writer for his newspaper article in high school. And he knew that a general, high up general, was going to be out of the country and business. And that's when he took advantage and uh, forged a phone call, uh, pretending to be that general, promoting himself as an amazing student who deserves to go study abroad in Czechoslovakia. And he, that, that call went great, worked out. And then he had to forge his, uh, the signature of this general on some paperwork so he can go study in Czechoslovakia. 
Now, he went there because uh, conditions in Cuba were declining and he wanted to see something else. And so he went to Czechoslovakia, uh, met my grandmother, and in, uh, he actually he learned the language. He learned the language in six months, which is insanely impressive to me. Um, but he learned the language in six months, married her in 1965 in a dorm, uh, and there was actually three or four uh, other couples that got married at the same time in that dorm. And he found out that things were, were, were actually worse in Czechoslovakia at the time than Cuba. So he, his plan was to bring my grandmother back. Uh, now, my uncle was born in Czechoslovakia, came back to Cuba. My aunt was born there. And then from there, they defected, made up a story about a sick relative so they can uh, get asylum and go to Canada. I went to Canada. My mom was born in Nova Scotia. And then from there, uh, they, they were, you know, they had nothing. They had nothing in Canada. Um, my grandmother was a librarian. My grandfather was a janitor, uh, but he had studied metallurgic engineering. And so uh, he was able to finally use his degree um, to kind of start building a little bit of a better life uh, for the family uh, in Venezuela. That's where he got his opportunity. And so, so wait, I, can I stop you for a minute? Because yes, I mean, we, yes. we are, this is, I just want to go back for a minute. So, so your grandfather is in the Cuban army, right? right? Yes. Yes. This general goes on vacation. He, he, he does. I'm just like, while you're saying, I'm thinking if this plan goes awry, your yeah, it's not great. Prob he's probably never to be seen again. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, he's I mean, going like, to disappear. This, this is <laughs> right. a major, like, like, you know, I Nick, mean, you would you would definitely crazy. not be here telling this story, buddy. Yeah, I feel no. like there's, no, there's I don't no think I would. The, I mean, you know, it's just what a risk, what a risk yes. to take, and like, like you know, talk about like seizing the moment, the opportunity. I mean, that was that was that was really that was really a a all or nothing roll of the yeah. dice. I mean, it's really incredible. You, you know. know my my grandmother used to always say that he has the Midas touch that everything he touches turns to gold and every you know every plan he jumps into works out and honestly that's that's kind of that's kind of how it was with him where you know he would have the kind of uh, uh, you know oh, screw it attitude and he would just go with his gut and do something and 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 it would work out and that's that's definitely one of those cases where where it uh, it worked out and it could have gone very uh, south. Right. That's why, now, that's why I call you Tricky yeah. Nick. Not because of you, because of your grandpa. That's it's right. In the blood. It's in the blood. Tricky <laughs> Nick. So get, gets away with this, right? Gets the plan to happen. Could you? I just couldn't imagine just to find out, geez, it's worse here in Czechoslovakia than it was in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, so <laughs> seriously, after all that, you're like, Son after of all man. that, you're like, shit. Yeah. Okay, so now we're in we're in Venezuela, right? We're, yeah, we're we've let's see. This is our fourth country. We're in Venezuela, and right. uh, my my grandfather was considered uh, by by his coworkers and by his employers. He was considered the unicorn, and he was considered the unicorn because he spoke English and Spanish very well, and so it was an American uh, steel company operating out of Venezuela with a bunch of Venezuelan employees. And so English and Spanish was needed. And because he spoke both languages so well, uh, he was given uh, 
he was given a great position. And, you know, I remember I remember him saying that uh, this position, you know, they covered the they covered the house, the kids school, the cars, the, honestly, the food, too. They would get like constant uh, gift baskets of food. And so wow. he was able to save a lot for, you know, for the family, for themselves. And at that time, um, rates rates at a bank in the U.S., on a cd you were getting like 15 percent around there and i remember he would send uh you know he told me he would send a lot of his uh his his money to the u.s to the bank to to be earning and by the time in 81 when he came here he had he had some money saved up and with that money he was able to invest and buy in 1989 the james hotel which is uh, which is still owned by my family today. It's on the back of here. Actually, I just might as well just show the box. But it's on the it's on the background of the box. So in the front is a picture of my grandparents in Cuba, and in the back is the, is the James Hotel, uh, which is which is in Miami Beach. And um, so that's the hotel he bought, and that's the hotel you know that's still in the family, and that's uh, that's why. I guess that's why I'm here is because he resided in Miami, bought that. My mom met my dad here and, uh, and the rest is history. Uh, what, what year was that, that he, that he purchased the James hotel? 1989. 1989. Yep. And, and you know, Miami wasn't what it, what it is now, uh, back then. And, uh, you know, I remember it was only, it was in the mid nineties, I believe that, celebrities started coming here and Miami started kind of, you know, booming. And so it worked out. Uh, and I, at first he had to go, he had to go uh, on the beach and actually ask people to come stay at the hotel because Miami was that slow. So a lot has changed. Right. It, it was, it was more of just like a, your typical beach town back then. Right. Right. Could you imagine being on the beach and somebody coming up to you like, hey, I got this hotel. You want to come stay at it? Right. <laughs> please, please come by. That's that's yeah. awesome, though. That's real grassroots, man. Yeah, thank you. And also one one uh, one detail I'd like to add is that, you know, my my grandfather was very um, unique in his in his taste and his style. And uh, the hotel when he got it was like a. Blank slate, blank canvas. That, was, that's was, what I was going to ask. Yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. It, it was all white. It was all white. It was an all white hotel. Oh, uh, wow. No, you know, no decorations, no Art Deco isms, if you would. Right. And uh, over the years, he built that up uh, with his vision. And not only that, but a lot of the hotel is built is uh, or the design at least comes from the customers. So customers around the world will come to stay at the hotel and they knew my grandfather very well. Uh, they, you know, they built a relationship and they would come and they would have this, uh, I don't know, this colorful fish, let's say, or a bird or whatever. And they'd say, hey, we'd love to hang this on the wall and keep it here as a memory. Is that okay? And he'd be like, of course, let's go. Let's get it up right now. So all of those little knickknacks you know, around the, around the lobby are from a lot, a lot of them are from organically. Customers. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Do you, have, is, a, do you have a millip, do you have a millipede room or should you start? <laughs> if not, if not, <laughs> I know somebody that can hook you up. <laughs> now, 
it's a it's an extra charge to accommodate a millipede uh, at the hotel, unfortunately. As it should be. As it should be. Uh, yeah. So it's 1980. Now, so you're a young kid at this time, I assume. Um, well, I was born in 1998. Oh, so you're like, oh, wow, you're he actually, makes us all wow. look old here. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're younger than I thought. Yeah. So I, so I, I started, I started, uh, the, the company when I was 22 and now I'm 25. Wow. It's good so, for you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to go on great. record right now and say he's the youngest manufacturer in the, in, in the world. I, I don't have proof of that, but I'm just going to, I'm going to throw it out there. Well, if somebody would know, it'd probably be you. I mean, you know all mm, these guys. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. You know, not if you as know. Far as, as, solo, solo, no, yeah. as solo, far as solo, yeah. Solo, you know, not yeah. passed down from you know some, not, you know, right. son taking over. I, I, I agree. right. Not, not born into the business, right? Right. Yeah, right. I, I agree. Right. I would agree unless someone can prove us wrong. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So you mentioned the company. Now there was unfortunately a, a tragic situation that kind of brought about the company. And uh, why don't you take us through that? Yeah. So, um, so in, in 2021, uh, the you know the building that my grandparents lived in, Champlain Towers, uh, there was that collapse in the middle of the night. Um, and you know, after after that happened, shortly after, I wanted uh, I wanted to do something to commemorate them and honor them, um, and I wanted it to be a gift for my mom, and so. I made her what I call a glorified arts and crafts project, which was a box of 10 cigars with their picture on it, uh, like like this, but, you know, uh, not refined or anything like that. And I gave it to her and, you know, she, she broke down in tears crying. Um, I, could, I could tell it meant a lot to her. And she told me that she wants me to go out and uh, turn this into a company so I can share their story with everyone. And that, you know, the second she said that, it kind of like, it kind of like just hit me like really hard that that's what I'm gonna set myself out to do and I'm gonna put everything I have into it. And so, so we're talking what, about- What were you we're doing prior to that, Nick? Uh, well, I was, I was in college. Uh, I, was, I was studying accounting um, and actually, actually, while I was starting the company, I was still in college. I was getting my master's in accounting. Um, and so I, I was starting the company and finishing my master's. And then uh, pretty, it pretty much worked out that by the time I finished my master's, um, I had all the designs down, the blends down. The, I made all the connections that I, uh, that I really needed to start, which um, to my surprise, I had a lot of really great connections in the cigar industry uh just from living in miami and having friends around here uh, i was actually very i was very surprised uh about that um but yeah but yeah i was in i was in college and so um when i got done with college got finished with the masters uh I pretty much just launched el mango cigars and off to the races we went so for our listeners that that aren't familiar with the tragedy that happened at the Champlain Towers. I mean, this was literally just a, a condo, a condominium building with, uh, you know, residents in it that 
I don't want to say out of the blue because, as we know now, there were failures prior to, but literally fell in the middle of the night with residents, and it was a terrible tragedy. Yeah, and um, you know, so quite a quite a um, honor, you know, for your family to you know for this to become a a, a what became a a memorial for you know just your family, a, a box, a, a token uh, that you know became what you have now um in Almago cigars really really credit to you and uh, you know you know it's you know we're we're sorry for your loss but it, it it's also great to see you turn around and say well you know I'm going to I'm going to take that tragedy and, and and continue my family's memory out of it you know um and we'll get into you know the boxes and the art and 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 your cigars but you can see that uh, knowing yeah. that and then looking at your product you can see that it, it really is all about the you know, honoring your family. And, and I think, I think I should mention that the reason I chose cigars um, in the first place is obviously my grandfather was from Cuba and grew up smoking cigars. But when I turned 16, he went into his special drawer that he had in his apartment um, of all these cigar boxes and gifted me a cigar box for my 16th birthday. And I smoked my first ever cigar with him on the balcony of their apartment. And oh, wow. so, so that's, so that's why I ended up making cigars as the, you know, as the arts and crafts project gift for my, for my mom, uh, that, that, and he smoked a cigar every day in the lobby of the hotel where he worked up on, up until the day that he passed. He worked, wow. uh, three, three days a week. He was working three days a week up until the day he passed. Yeah. Nick, we so Miami. Yeah. So Miami, like it, it, it the, is, it lobby, is right. Like this guy smoking a cigar. It is, it is. It's it, Magic City, Miami. It's right. all Magic City. Yeah. And everyone, right. and everyone tells me, "Oh, you're not allowed to smoke a cigar in a hotel." And I go, "Yeah, that's true, unless you right. own it. Right. <laughs> right. And you, you can smoke a cigar all you want." Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Sorry, Coop. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Nick, did you start smoking cigars regularly after that? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, what? and um, I was. Uh, I was a pretty regular customer. I would, I would, I didn't smoke, you know, the way I did now, but I, I smoked, I would say once, twice a week, maybe from then nice. I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed cigars and I smoked a lot with my grandfather. So it was always a, it was always a good time for me. And, and, and now, especially, uh, when I smoke cigars, I always think of him. So, you know, it's, sure. it's not. Yeah. Not just the enjoyment of a great cigar or a great company, but it's also the memories that come yeah. with it. Nick, yeah. I was very close with my grandfather. He died when he was uh, when I was fifteen, so I didn't get a chance to smoke with him. But he was a cigar smoker, my grandfather. So I, I always wish I had that opportunity. So I'm glad you did. So you have this idea. He went sideways on us. He'll be back. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, there, I'm there sorry. His phone, his no, phone keeps okay. going to sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I got I got a phone call and it just left the page. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. So you're good. So, I'm sorry. You said your your grandfather so, passed when you were 15 and he was a, yeah and he was a big smoker. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was a big cigar smoker and you know I never I I didn't start smoking cigars until I was about 38. Right. So wow. You know, I, didn't I never know got that coop. Yeah. Yeah. It was I was uh 38 when I started. So Is that about 40 years ago. <laughs> no, uh, 18, 18, almost 18. <laughs> so, do the math. 
do the math. So yeah, I always wish I could have smoked with my grandfather. Uh, my dad was a cigarette smoker, so uh, it was a little different. I I smoked him, but it wasn't the same as like smoking a cigar, obviously. So I always wish I could have smoked with my grandfather. It's I I'm trying to remember. My grandfather was a regular cigar smoker as well, uh, but I think I did smoke with him because I brought him. One of the first, like, I guess you would call premium cigars that I brought him was uh, a Cuba Cuba, believe it or not. And uh, it's a good cigar. He, yeah. And I think good cigar, yeah. I'm pretty sure we smoked one together at his at his house out east on the island. So but that yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Nick. Like that's every time I, I smoke a cigar, I think of my mom's father because yeah, he was always I, the guy with a cigar in his mouth and at yeah. parties and like, I yeah. don't know, it's it's a it's a really nice tie in to, to memories I, like that. Agree. So, Definitely, definitely. So, you present this box. Now, essentially, you're given a task. Like, this is your calling. Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? I mean, I have to believe, like, in your mind, you're like, okay, well, where do I, you know, how do you go from that to your steps in actually creating a company. And you said you, you had a lot of connections in the cigar industry. How many of them told you, what the hell are you doing? No, don't start a company. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, you know, um, I, have to, I have to give a shout out to my good friend, Henry Villar. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's pretty well known in the cigar industry down here in Miami. And uh, he was my, he was actually, he was my baseball coach uh, when I was, when I was like 12 and 13 years old and I'm good friends with his son. And, uh, I went to him for some mentorship and I told him what, you know, what I wanted to do and my vision. And, and, uh, he, he actually, he was one of the few people who, who encouraged me to, to build it up and, and, and bring it to life. And I also have to give a shout out to, uh, Miguel Pinto and, uh, and Leo, over uh, over in North Miami, so so my my connection, which ended up being uh, my partner in the factory, was Miguel Miguel Pinto, and it's funny because I would I would just go and, and buy cigars. He he owns a cigar shop, and uh, I would just go and buy cigars from him. And it turned out, you know, I, I I told him my story. I told him that hey, you know, I'm I'm looking for someone to to make me cigars and. You know, I want to I want to bring this to life. And I, you know, I told him everything that I just told you guys. And he he took it very personally, what I told him. And uh, he made it a he made it a personal obligation to help me uh, bring this to life. And it turned out that he owns a factory in Esteli. And so um, long story short, I went with I went with Miguel and we're. I call him, he's, uh, he's a lot older than me, but I call him my younger brother because he's got such a young spirit, but he, <laughs> he's my, uh, he's my partner in the factory. Now he, he, he gave me the opportunity to buy in last year with him. And so we make our cigars out of there. Uh, we import them here to Miami and then, uh, the packaging I was able to, I was able to source on my own and I kind of, I do my own designing and I, I have, I have my own ideas and then I have my good buddy George Molina, who uh, brings my brings my designs that I you know draw and write, write to him, he brings it to life. So 
Um, and George is a great friend of Miguel. So a lot of my connections kind of, kind of just branched from lo local people that I know. Um, and well, you happen to be, you happen to have grown up in, in one of the best areas for that, I guess. Right. I mean, there's, yes. there's always somebody that knows somebody in, in Miami or that, or that part of South yeah. Florida that knows somebody that is in the cigar business. Yes. <laughs> I was out. I'm very fortunate in, in that, in that aspect. And that's honestly, that's what I was. I was literally saying that to myself as I was trying to build this company, to, trying to start, I was like, Hmm, where do I start? And within, within two weeks, I had 15 different options and a, and a bunch of answers. And I was like, wow, that, that was easier than it should have been. You know? Okay. Yeah. So and Nick, it, okay, that part was easy, right? How about distribution though? Was that much, did you find that much more challenging? When that, yes. Yeah. That's yeah, what I usually, that, when I ask that, that's what I usually hear. That's the much harder part. That was, that was the most challenging part by far. Um, it, you know, I, I spent, I spent a long time. Um, this is, this is going into my head, what I was thinking. I wanted to make something um, with as nice of a design, uh, as unique of a blend as my grandparents' story. I needed something to kind of uh, live, live up to, to how great their story is. And so I set the, you know, I set the bar high for myself and I, I spent many months designing everything, going to Nicaragua to create the blends. And once I was happy with what I had, distribution came in. And so what I did to start is uh, I just I, I hit the streets. I hit the streets of Miami and Miami has a, has a lot of cigar lounges. Everyone told me, everyone told me Miami's the hardest cigar market it, it, in the yeah, US. It is. <laughs> and these were, you know, these are Miami people telling me that. So I was like, oh boy, okay. Well, let's see. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't deterred by it because I was, uh, because I'm determined. Uh, I'm determined to to, to make this work. And so went to a bunch of shops, was driving every day. And um, to my surprise, uh, it went better than what everyone was, than how everyone was saying it would go. So I, I was always, able to get- That's in, always a nice surprise. That's very yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, it was great. And so I was able to get into, get into a lot of shops. Now it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh yeah, this is great, bring it in. No, no, it was, it was like, at first it was like, I'll do you the favor, you know, just because your story. And then I had a lot of people that didn't didn't give a shit about my story. They, you know, they they cut me off and they were like, what's the price? And so I was I was learning along the way, though. You know, sure. I was learning the ropes, learning how it went. And um, so, yeah, at first it was more I'll do you the favor, bring your cigars in, you know, to. A few months later, maybe six months later, hey, man, you did a great job on the packaging and, and, and the blends are phenomenal. I have a very easy time selling this. So thank you so much. And I'm ready for the next order, you know, Amazing. so to see that transition, um, and to see it happening here in Miami, the you know, <laughs> hardest cigar market, uh, it was, it was pretty cool to see. And, um, I think it, you know, I think it's, I, I give all the, uh, all the credits to my, my grandparents' story. Um, because that, that is an incredibly powerful story. And I think that's what really, I mean, it, that's what motivated me to do everything that I've done. So if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. Right. So how does, how does our handsome friend, Jeff, coming to the picture? I was a dude, we, we're like reading each other's minds. It's exactly what I'm thinking. Cause, cause now you're at a point 
right? Where you're selling locally, but we, this, you know, obviously the idea is to build a, a national brand. So then you bring in uh, salesman extraordinaire, Jeff Gruber. Yes. How do you, Absolutely. how do you get connected with Jeff and his company? So you mean take it from here? I'll tell the side. As long as go I ahead, Jeff. You, you, together. you tell yeah. stories better than most people. He can, I know. He can still yeah. talk, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. Ba barely. These halls are doing the best they can to keep my voice working. And by the way, uh, salesman extraordinaire, whatever you guys are drinking early, I suggest you uh, switch over to water, please. <laughs> um, so, so going around shop to shop in you know, Miami, I cover Florida, Louisiana, and Mississippi, Mile Marker Zero, all the way in Shreveport. Uh, one of the places you want to go is the Keys, the other places in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, if you've never been there, don't go. Just keep going through. Go to Dallas. Don't even stop. <laughs> um, not not my words. That's the people that live in Shreveport. True story. Um, so uh, I'm at accounts in Miami. And uh, Nick, actually, if you could flip back to him and, and pop up one of your Miami boxes so everyone can see the first thing that I saw um, on the shelf. Right. I mean, I'm in with an account and open that bad boy up for me, Nick. I'm walking by the shelf and I see this these colors right sitting on the shelf yeah, in an account right in the middle one, that's it one packaging one blend one size one everything right and i stopped the shop owner in the middle of us doing orders and i asked i go what the is this and he goes oh this is this is el mago and i go what he goes oh this guy nick and he starts telling me a little bit about the story and I, I had seen it in my mind's eye. Now, the funny thing is I see it on the shelf. It's a 10 count box, but I, you know, as we're doing, I look up and there's about eight or 10 of these boxes stacked at the top. And I'm like, holy, okay, I go. How the hell do you not know about this? Right? I, I mean. <laughs> again, there's a lot of, you know, that there's a lot of brands out there. There's a lot of new companies out there. A lot of people that want to make a cigar and you know they have money or they they go to a, a blend everybody kind of goes to the same two or three guys uh, you know i think nick had an opportunity to go to one of the big guys to have his blends made and that personal touch he felt through his the guy he kind of paid a little respect to or buddy miguel um gave him that extra touch that he wanted where he fell in the pecking order how important his brand was to a new owner right and so Nick didn't go that route. I think he left part of that out, but he was with another manufacturer that he could have had his company made from, uh, who, who blends masterfully, who makes great cigars. But either way, back back to seeing these cigars on the shelf. So the guy started telling me a little bit about the story. And I said, wow, this is amazing. And he said, you know, if you want to meet the guy who makes them, he goes, you actually walked right past him sitting in the uh, in the lounge out there. See the <laughs> see the see the young cat in the baseball cap, the flowery shirt, the board shorts, and you know, flip flops. And I was like, <laughs> he owns the brand. And he goes, yeah, that's Nick. So I go out, we sit, we talk, and we're going through a few things. And asked me a couple of my companies. And he's like, oh, you're Jeff. He goes, my friend told me like you're the guy that uh, you know should work with to to help sell my product. And I said, okay, Nick, what all do you have? And at the time. I think it was just the one blending grain and i think two more were coming right behind it and i'm like nick man i go i really like what i see you know in this business to me things have to have a lot of what i called all the working pieces right there have been a lot of companies who have absolutely phenomenal cigars and for whatever reason the packaging the distribute whatever it is it, it it doesn't work right or there are cigars out there that have amazing packaging and the cigars are okay, right? 
And then there's some cigar, you know, companies that have a story, but they lack the other two parts. Nick had all three in one item, which blew my mind, considering at the time when I met him, he was 23. You know, I'm like, wow. And not and not from a cigar family, right? Not he wasn't born into this. So I was really intrigued. But at the time he did ask, you know, can you represent my line? And I'm like, Nick. You have one 10 count box of cigars. I'm not really helping me, you or a retailer, brother. Like you need more items. You need a portfolio. So, you know, and he explained he had a, a Maduro coming, a Connecticut company he already had the Habano. So he'd have three facings. I said, well, keep doing what you're doing, man. And of course, I want to keep my my eye really now on this product. And I start going around Miami. And again, he talks about Miami being a tough market. So trust me, I know firsthand. I don't know if it, if I got my numbers right, but maybe about half of the accounts in Miami have his product and they're reordering. And I'm like, holy cow, like this is this is pretty impressive, man. You know, he's all on his own muscle, right? This 23, now 24 year old, pardon my French neck kid going around selling what he truly believes in. You know, I already knew what I saw when I saw it, but meeting Nick and having that conversation changed everything. So it still took me time. It took me about a year, maybe more. I, I needed to see it leave Miami, right? It says Miami on it. should sell in Miami, right? It says Miami. Um, the packaging is beautiful. People should gravitate toward it, but rotation has to happen, right? I'm up north of the Orlando market in an account that, again, in my opinion, you know, one of two things happen whenever you have liquor introduced to a cigar lounge. Either you are a uh, cigar lounge and you offer alcohol, right, or, or cocktails, or you are a bar and you sell cigars, right? right. And right. how that divide happens, it just happens, right? I think it's what you are forward first, right? And again, our buddy Abe at Smokin', he is a cigar shop. Does his lounges have alcohol? Sure, you can enjoy a cocktail if you'd like, but he is a cigar lounge, right? For, for first and foremost, not all of them are like that, right? So I'm in a in one that I would consider more of a a, a bar, uh, cigar bar, right? They're a bar that sells cigars, but I think they sell a lot more liquor than they do cigars. And there's nothing wrong with that model. I'm not knocking it, right? I'm just giving my my take. But I'm at an account and these guys are on their third reorder of all of now next six facings in about three weeks. And that blew my mind. I'm like, you're selling that much of this product. They're like, we keep selling out. Now they have a Latin night where they do a dance thing on a Wednesday because people just keep grabbing all these products out of these tubes. So we keep having to reorder. And I'm like, no, <laughs> right. They kind of blew my mind. And that's when I picked up the phone and I said, you know what? I think it's about time I have a conversation with Nick. And when I called him, he goes, dude, he goes, this is so cool. He goes, because I know we talked and, you know, I, I never try to say yes or no. I always try to keep an eye on things. And Nick goes, you'll never who I never guess who I just got off the phone with. You want to pick it up from here, Nick? Because you were so happy I called because you had just signed something that was a big deal. The factory. Oh, oh. Oh, the the uh, owning the factory. Yes, that was that was at the that was at the exact same time. You told me you said I just got off the phone signing some paperwork, and you picked up the phone, or I picked up the phone and called you, or maybe it was within a short time frame. But you were nervous because you had just signed into this factory. Like we got to go sell cigars, and here I came along calling you to say, "Listen, man." No, 
You're right, Jeff. That was the same day. I'm sorry. I thought it was I thought it was the day after when we spoke for 45 minutes on the phone. No, we had a quick conversation to right. set up the phone call the next day. You're right. Okay. I so remember it was something. Like, it was, like an elephant. It was, okay, yes. Yeah, you are. See what I did there? I'm 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 not. I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a pumpkin millipede. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 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 I met so I met actually going a little bit, you know, uh, before this, I met with Miguel, uh, my soon to be partner in the factory that day. And, um, you know, he, that's when he offered me the, uh, the owner, the ownership. Right. And so we, he sent me over some, some, some papers to sign on DocuSign that day. And I'm, you know, I'm hanging in my backyard, smoking a cigar, signing the papers and then boom, I get a call from Jeff. And it was, it was honestly, it was, it was surreal to me uh, because I was, you know, like Jeff is saying, I was thinking in my head, all right, it's time to step up our distribution game and, you know, explore new territories. And Jeff literally like, a, like, like an, like angel, an angel sent down, called and said, I got you, let's do this. And Whatever so, you're drinking too, you need to switch to water, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that how it, it always happens? Like there's struggle, 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 and then one one thing fits into place, and right. then it seems like some of those things, like all of a sudden your hard work starts starts to pay off because now people are noticing the product. You obviously blended a great cigar with Miguel. You've obviously put you know, put your heart and soul into the 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 appearance of the product and the, and the, and the, um, and the packaging. And then like people are starting to notice it and they want to be a part of it. And it's just, it's just cool how like yeah. after a period of time, all of a sudden things just started to align. And that's a, a lot of the success stories we hear, not just in this business, but in business in general. Right. I mean, a lot of people we've had on this show aren't necessarily in the cigar industry uh, alone, but you need that one piece to kind of fit in there. And then eventually things start coming together. Sure, sure. Before we get Absolutely. too deep into this, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We have more with Nick. We're going to take a, a, a little bit of a deep dive into his lines and his brands. We're going to have some fun with these guys. We do have a name that jam for this week. We're going to test these guys in the cruise musical acumen. Of course, Coop has the scoop. Stick with us. We'll be back after a short break. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart. And I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend, and tobacco master, A.J. Fernandez. And together, together we created these blends. 
This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, an amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I'm Steve Green with the Goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature of our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you got to do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Want to turn it back on? The exact same easy process, you can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two, and we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course it have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons and what makes Smokin' Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but... What? what? Yeah, that was great. It's perfect.
Well, that's a weird setup. Welcome back to KMA. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was weird. I, Welcome back I, to KMA Talk Radio Hour Two. We're here with the gang, Goop, Paul. Let's get on. Let's get everybody back. I'm getting them. Get them. Get them. Get them. I'm everybody. having a. I listen. It's been a while. We've been off for a while. I know. I'm having I know, a hard time know, with the computer. I know. I know. I know. But we're back. Hour Two. We are here with. Nick Fusco of El Mago Cigars and Jeffrey Groover, handsome extraordinaire. Um, I'm going with that one. <laughs> nice. I'm going with that one, Jeff. You know, I'll you know. take that. I like that. So, um, welcome back, guys. It is hour two. We are going to get back into Nick and his story. We're actually going to take a dive into some of his brands. Paul, if you notice, I have all, all you know, his I the brands that, that we carry all lined up. But first, we like to start the second half of the show in typical fashion. We are going to test you fine gentlemen's musical acumen. Nick, are you a music guy? I do. I do like music. Uh, I can't sing. I can't sing though. If that's we're not going to ask you to sing. We're going to ask you to okay. name. All right. A jam. We're going to get. So let's Ooh. run the intro. It is time for name that jam, sponsored by Avo Cigars. <laughs> All right, so here's the way this is going to work. We are going to play you a short clip of a jam. And um, your job is to take from what you heard and try and name that jam. I will give you guys a little hint. I'm going back to a little bit of rock roots here because if I do, if I go too far out and, and get too much into like disco or anything else, the audience starts to yell at me and, you know, I suck <laughs> and all that What's stuff. So I got to gotta appease the audience once in a while. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to say on a whim here because yeah. I've known him for long enough. I think Jeff is going to do well with this. I, think I just Jeff, have a feeling. I think Jeff gets this one. I, I think that this may be this may be pretty easy, but um, we shall see. Jeff, Jeff, listen, my my first foray into Jeff Groover was a great smoke after party karaoke. That's how I. That's how that was my first. Wow, and you're still friends. <laughs> listen, if you guys are on your phones, get ready to unmute it because for some reason the the Apple iPhone. Oh, you mean no? It won't for them. They're on Facebook for for. No, for these sometimes guys. it does on the yeah. on the iPhone. I don't yeah. know why. So just get ready to unmute the sound just in case. But here we go. Right. Here's the clip. Ooh. Is it one bourbon, one whiskey, one beer? How's it going? Jeff Groover, all right. Good cat. job. Bam. Jeff. Wow. Jeff Groover before the audience hit anybody. Does he know yeah. the the band, the artist? Does he know the artist? Um, yeah, his name is George Thorgood. Woo! Jeff, nice job. Groover's nice hot. job. Nice job. I was I was gonna I was gonna say that, but Jeff went first. So I let, <laughs> oh, I all right, good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's I'll see let if you, he's right. I'll let you take the next one, Nick. Oh God! All right. All right, let's see the reveal. You got down there. So what you want? One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Oh, well done, Jeff Kruger. That that may Jeez, have man. been the quickest name that jam answer 
ever. we've had ever, ever. by any. Yeah, category. I agree. I think it is. So uh, unfortunately, Will- I think I said I think I said whiskey to start, so I might have, I might have. That's uh, okay. We would listen. That was we'll, close ex- we'll accept that. Abe's well, not we'll here ex- to, to work yeah. on technicalities. <laughs> we, will, <laughs> we will definitely. I would have been I handing him. I would have ended up handing him a signed twenty dollar bill. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a couple of them with your signature yeah. on, doesn't he? Yeah, a couple. Don't worry. If 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 you would have won, he would have said Abe would have still said he won. Just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was name that jam presented by Avo Cigars, seamlessly blending tobacco and music for many many years. Oh, well done, done, Paul. Nice, Paul. Well done. Look, Look at that, nice. Paul. All right. So back to our uh, back to our guest here. So yeah, what I what I'd like to do, Nick, and and you know, I, I will say, we did. You were you were featured in our Cigar of the Month Club. Um, everyone has been enjoying your cigars. You you have great support in our shops, and I think part of that is um, you actually being here and getting to talk to the guys. You know, I think that really made a difference. Obviously, people see your boxes. It's it's it, it catches your eye. You know, it's something that makes. People want to try, but I can definitely say that you the day that you were here and talking to the guys, it um, it really made a difference. And, you know, even with you not here, they're still gravitating to your cigars. So I'm just I'm just going to go down the line of, of what I have. And I know there may be some other lines and, and you can bring that up. But I, I just to kind of give our, our viewers and our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the brand kind of what your lines are and, um, you know, with what what they're made up of. So I'm going to start here. This is the El Cubano. Yes, it is. Yep. So, so that uh, that blend, to me, I consider that our most mild blend that we have. Um, got a very nice, creamy, smooth smoke. Um, very mild spice, mild pepper, and we made it with a Cuban-esque flavor profile uh, to where, if you compare, you know, uh, Cuban cigars to Nicaraguan Cuban cigars, are generally a little more. Uh, mild when you you know when you put them head to head and so that's how we that's how we blended that cigar and to me um i don't know if you if you guys want to get into pairing but to me that's my favorite cigar to pair with the with the coffee okay nice and light good morning cigar for coffee yep nick before alex before we go to the next one nick i'm noticing a lot of use of tubes um, and particularly yes. when, a, when there's new lines that you don't often see a tube come out of the gate right away. What, what was kind of your um, impetus to do that, basically? And thank you for bringing that up. That's actually uh, that that also has a very special place in my heart um, because my grandfather, he used to love buying cigars in tubes and he actually collected tubes as well. So when he would smoke at the at the hotel, there's a lot of there's a lot of people walking up and down, uh, you know, walking up and down the beach that were selling cigars and he would buy the cigars in the tubes. He would always buy cigars in tubes. And many times if he was rushed or, you know, he had to go and like do something or whatever it was and he couldn't finish a cigar, he'd put it in the tube and he'd light it up the next day and smoke it. Oh, wow. And, yep. And, <laughs> and so to this day, he has a little back closet area right behind the front desk where he would smoke that has it actually has the last cigar that he ever smoked it's wow. still there half wow. smoked um and then it has all the tubes that he would collect which is probably over 200 tubes wow so, so 
for that reason, I wanted to I wanted to make tubes because he was he always had a tube on him. He had he would have a tube in his in his pocket in his shirt, you know, with a cigar in it. He had tubes all over his car, and you know that's that's why I did tubes. And I wanted to I wanted to make something uh, really beautiful. And I didn't mention this before, but actually, my inspiration for the colors on the tubes and the packaging and all that it was the hotel itself because the hotel has those bright Miami Art Deco. Mm-hmm, a lot sure. of people say, you know, Miami Vice uh, type yep. of colors, <laughs> if you will. Um, but it was actually, it was the hotel. That was the inspiration for everything. Nice. Yep. All right. So move, moving down the line here, we have the Triunfante. I think I said that right. You, you said it right. And uh, as, uh, as, 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 as Jeff says, when, uh, when he's sending me orders, uh, it's the triumphant. And that's that's what triunfante means in English, it's triumphant. And so I I named this cigar um, because obviously, again, thinking of my grandparents, they were triumphant in their journey through life uh, to where they were able to make it through across five countries, you know, and, and make it through communism or you know, if it wasn't communism, it was a failing country in the case of like Venezuela, uh, you know, poor economic circumstances. And they were able to overcome that each time. So to me, my grandparents, their 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 life story, their life journey was a triumphant one. And that's why I named that cigar Triunfante. And that is our that is our other Connecticut. Uh, that's the first Connecticut that we came out with. Um, and that one to me. Is a little more is a little more bold of a Connecticut. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's got a it's got, it's got a grow a hole more... binder. It's not light. <clears throat> yeah, not no, that's, that, no. that's what I'm smoking now. It's 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 not light. I mean, it's not knock your socks off, but it's it's got a little more to it than than the Cubano for sure. Yep. Yep. And Nick, yeah, the, so, the bottom so of we, your we box has, has the uh, the story as well. The passports. Oh yeah, let me show that. I'll show that right now. Oh so, wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, so uh, this uh, this is supposed to just show you know all their 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 journey, their travels. So every every country they went through is represented here: Cuba, Czechoslovakia, Canada, Venezuela, and then the U.S. Miami. Nice. Yep. 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 Yeah, so so this that Connecticut was was made with the intention of um, sort of breaking a stereotype that a lot of particularly a lot of a lot of uh, new smokers have that Connecticut's are are boring and too mild and they don't have any pizzazz in it. Um, this Connecticut was made to be more exciting, have more complexity. Speaking of your boxes, you know they're they're and even the paper boxes, they're they're actually really nice. They even have that kind of magnetic seal within mm-hmm. them, so they, you know they hold well. They're they're not they're not just like your average. You know, there's a lot of use of paper box. That's that's the first time I think I've seen that that kind of magnetic strip that'll hold the box closed. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really it was really well done. Thank you, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I, I wanted I wanted to make something that um, was. Uh, again, very um, uh, like a like a tribute to my to my grandfather's heritage, which, you know, in 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 Cuba, that's how they 
that's how they first you know came out with boxes with the with the strips right. uh where they you know kind of sticker them on and so this is like a i guess we can call this a a, a newer version of that um where the boxes are uh, a little a little more durable and the strips that you know they don't come off as easily as they used to with the with the traditional boxes so so these are these are built to last right 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 all right moving on here we have the pepe so the pepe that's a that's a box pressed uh san andres maduro uh six by 52 and the reason why i named it pepe was because that's what i called my grandfather i called him pepe um and he liked uh full body cigars and so this was our uh well at the time now now we have one uh a cigar that's a little more full body but at the time that was our most full body cigar um and i i know that he uh specifically liked tubes that were square shaped um which one one that everyone knows is the the padron presidente sure. uh, and it's it's a beautiful presentation and so I thought it'd be really cool to come out with a box press cigar that has a square tube, and um, I like the square tube. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to worry about it rolling off the table. You know, the square yeah. tube stay, and they do. They look nice. They do. It's, it's a double Maduro, right? It's got a broadleaf binder. Yep. The Pepe. Yes, it, yes, it does. Yep. San Andreas over broadleaf. Excellent blend. Yep. And uh, so that that blend, um, you guys, you guys, you guys do the the pairing thing. Where you, uh, where you, where yeah, you like not? to discuss where you pair your blends? Listen, with? man, go. Yeah, we're we're we all, want your we're personal. All we want we, your the, personal. Right. Yep. The, the that's what's that's what's cool about what we do here. It's not all just binder wrapper filler. It's more like here's what I like. I, I don't know. It's meeting you. That's okay. Okay. Cool. Well, for me, when I smoke that blend, uh, I like to I like to have some angels envy. Uh, okay. With it. Yep. Nice. Yep. It just it go it. It go it goes together. The the the, the spices add up. They complement each other. All right. Where was okay? Next one is the Mystico. So that blend is a Cameroon. Uh, I smoked the Cameroon, and I was very I was very impressed with the flavor profile that the that the wrapper put out. And so um, we were able to get some 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 very good aged Cameroon, uh, which it's it's getting. It's getting a little harder to get now, uh, and it's getting pretty expensive. So um, I I think that blend is very special. The tobacco used in that blend comes from six different regions and two countries. So we have Nicaraguan tobacco and Dominican tobacco in there. Um, and to me, that cigar is a flavor bomb. I get three flavor changes when I smoke it, um, and it's, it's to me to me it's a fantastic blend. Um, and we have tobacco from the uh, the Ometepe region, which is the which is the volcanic region in, in Nicaragua. Uh, which it was it was cool for me to 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 go there and and and, and buy tobacco in person. You know, it was it was a great experience. So that I had I had a lot of fun creating this blend, and I'm uh, I'm I'm very happy with the results. And I made it box press because uh, I think a box press. A box press cigar in that in that vitola and that size, um, it's just appealing. It just it just looks it looks cool and and it burns great. The draw is fantastic, and so that's that's why we box that cigar. And and if you guys might 
want to ask why I didn't put that cigar in a tube. That that's is. Our that is yeah. yeah, that that's our only that's our only blend not in a tube. And so I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, if people are if people are Elmago fans and they want to you know smoke our different blends, maybe they don't want to grab a tube every single time because uh, maybe they they've collected a lot of tubes and they're like, uh, or you know, maybe they feel bad about I don't know throwing a tube out or whatever. So I was like, all right, here's an alternative: no tube, all cigar. There you go. And and the Mystico is kind of in like a robusto size, right? Yes, it's a five by fifty. All right, so so these next two, they they to me they coincide with each other. But let's let's start with the Miami Maduro. So that is also a uh, just like the Pepe. That's also a San Andres wrapper, uh, Sumatra binder, and the fillers from uh, several regions in Nicaragua. Um, that is a medium to full. It's not it's not a full body Maduro. It's medium to full. So um, you know if you're a if you're a Habano smoker, um, if you're a, a medium smoker. This can fall in your category. And also, if you're a full body smoker, it could also fall in your category. Um, extremely flavorful Maduro. Uh, got a lot of sweetness to it. Um, and we we blended it with that intention to be a very sweet and flavorful Maduro, not a Maduro that has, um, you know, more uh, spice, pepper, or maybe a little bit of, of bitterness. We, we wanted it to be on the, on the sweeter side. That's... Uh, that's just how uh, that's how we made it. That's how that's that's how I would prefer it, um, I, you know, and, and the feedback from from all the customers has been great. So I think uh, I think blending it this way worked out in our favor for sure. OK, and then we also have the Miami Art Deco edition. Yes. So that was the very first blend we came out with. Um, so, that was, so this uh, was the one. This was the original. That's that's the original. Uh, that's the one that uh, we got a rating in uh, Cigar Journal. Uh, they, they they gave it a ninety in Cigar Journal only a few months after uh, after it came out, which was pretty cool. Um, and so that's a that's an Ecuadorian Habano uh, broadleaf binder and the Nicaraguan filler. And um, that blend is a true medium. Uh, I would I would say that's a, just a true medium, a little step under the Miami Maduro in strength, um, but excellent smoke, smooth, uh, creamy smoke, and uh, a lot of a lot of customers give me the feedback that that is their favorite everyday smoke. That's their you know that's their go-to uh, that they could smoke anytime any time of the day. Um, so that one that one was our that one marked the birth of El Mago cigars. So am I am I missing any? Um, what am I missing? You, you are you're missing the you're missing the the new ones, um, which I, I can tell. show the I can show the box. Yeah, here. absolutely. Yep. yep. So here I showed this one earlier, but this is the Renegade. This is the Renegade. Let's see. There we go. Nice. I like that. Gave yeah. it that. Uh, Gave it that UM, that UM color orange. Uh, this is uh, another, our third uh, Maduro, San Andres wrapper, um, double the handle. It's just, this is our most full body cigar we have. As you can see here, it's a five and a half by 56. It is also box pressed. And uh, so I made this cigar a little, a little more full. 
for the for the people who like to smoke a more full body cigar um plain and simple and this one this one this one has my heart this one has my heart this is this is my this is my favorite blend we've we've come out with to date um oh wow can you show, can you show us the actual cigar nick if if I had one, if I had one in here, I would. Smoke them all. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. I have air. I have air in the ah, tube. That's a, good, that's a good sign, man. That's a good sign. Yep. Um, so that's that's five and a half by fifty-six. That's an interesting size. Yeah, five and a half by fifty-six. Uh, well, I want. I wanted to make. I wanted to make something with a with a little, you know, a little a little thicker vitola. Um, and yeah, this. I mean, this cigar. This cigar is. Is my favorite uh, of, of of all the cigars that I've had, just for just for for my palate. Um, but for anyone who likes to smoke a, a full body cigar, this is this is one you have to try for sure. Which which blend do you think your grandfather would gravitate to? Good question. Great question. You know, the easy answer is the Pepe because I named it after him. You know, and I, and I and I and I you know I I made it with him in mind and his. You know his, uh, his his the palate that he like you know the yeah. the flavor profile that he liked to smoke, um, but to to be honest with you, I I think I think he'd go for the Miami Maduro. Okay. Yeah, because he was a he was a full body smoker, but he never he never smoked, or he was a full body like Maduro smoker, but he never smoked anything that was. Like what I would consider like a like a boom like a like a punch in the mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I think the Miami Maduro has that has that has that nice balance uh, between medium and full that I think he he would have enjoyed the most. Okay. Yep. So so what's next for you guys? Have you guys done a trade show? Any plans to do a trade show? Yes. So coming up coming up this March, I'll be there. I'll be at PCA. You'll be at PCA. Nice. I'll be at nice. PCA. Then this will yep. be your first one. This will be my first one, correct? Yep. Yeah, I mean, we so the, so the company was started in 2021, but we only started selling uh, in August. I believe it was August 19 of 2022. So, um, has it been a year and a half? Around yeah, around a year and a half of sales. Yeah. So so yep. So I I think it's based on our based on our growth. I think we're we're in a good position to go to go to PCA and 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 take things to the next level. Very nice. Cooper, I'm putting you on the spot. We're depending on you to hit that booth. Yes, Coop. I literally was going to say the same thing. I think you're muted, muted Coop. Is Coop muted? Uh, yeah, I was coughing. So I just added him to we have a, a big board list. He's just been added. I actually just did that. <laughs> nice, nice. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the whole it. team. Listen, my team's gonna go. My team's gonna go crazy over this stuff. I could just tell. I know how they are. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I know I'm excited about this. Nick, awesome. show show my favorite, the Lotus. Oh, yeah, okay. We got we got time for one more. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Oh, look at that. So, is that oops? Is that clear? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, I really like that packaging. So the Lotus. Yeah. It's a like Lancero. It's a Lancero. I was going to say it's got to be at least a big Churchill. Lancero, very, very nice. Yeah, there. Seven and in a two. Seven and five ace by 38, Lancero in a tube. Coop, Coop, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. How many Lanceros have been in tubes in the make in the in the history of cigars? Jeez. I mean, I, I can't think of one. 
only thing I would like, I mean, maybe like if you want to consider like Macanudo Portofino, the Portofino, yeah, but it's what yeah, yeah, that I don't know if George Rico did one in a tube. That's the only other person I can maybe think of that I'm not 100% sure he did a tube though. I've seen, I've seen the Lancero in a um, in a coffin, which I don't know, I don't know if that was like that's a a custom thing that I saw, like or or an exclusive blend, but I. I know I saw that before, and I saw a Lancero, um, or I, I was told about a Lancero in a, um, a paper, like a paper tube, a paper yeah. box. Yeah, Saka's got the, now leave me the hell alone, but although that's discontinued. Oh, that, that, that's a, a, yeah. But that's a coffin. That was in a coffin. It was that was a coffin, right. yeah. yeah. But, but an aluminum tube, I haven't seen no. it yet. So what's, what's the blend? What's the blend on that? Is that a, its own unique blend, too? So that's also uh, an Ecuadorian Habano. Uh, the binder is Criollo, 1998, and uh, the filler is uh, Nicaraguan, uh, specifically what? Esteli. And you got a great. I'm sorry, I mean you got a great trade show location You're right by Drew Estate. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, he's right by Drew Estate in the PCA lounge. That's in between. It's like wow, that's a great location you got. You're gonna. Have yeah, to I was. I was. I was. So I was. I was booking my booth before Thanksgiving. And I was originally gonna try to try to hang around, uh, hang around Jeff. And so I was up to the left a little bit, and come back from the break, I got on the call with my girl Lisa, and she's like, "Oh, oh yeah, it's not available anymore." And she told me, she goes, "No one's gonna book anything over Thanksgiving break," but turns out someone someone snagged the spot I was originally gonna have. But then this one, where you see where I am now, that one opened up, and she was like, "This is a really good spot. You should take advantage yeah. of it." And I was like. All right, let's do it. So that's yeah. that's a good one, Coop. That is definitely Drew Estate. Yeah, yeah. certainly be a lot of traffic there. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're in a very uh, Drew Estate. Let's put it like this: this they're back at the trade show. It's always one of the most active booths, and then you're right by the PCA Lounge, which is basically the epicenter of the trade show. Um, you, you, that's a very good. I mean, it's hard to do better than that. Those bright colors. He's not far from Perdomo either. He's actually not far from Perdomo either. Cool. Well, uh, everyone. Regardless of, of, of where we are on the floor, everyone's going to see us because Jeff actually, right before you got sick, Jeff, I think it was, he called me and said, look, I know what's going to get people to the booth. Jeff's going to be a twirling fire uh, at the yes. booth, actually. And <laughs> that's yes. about right. Yeah. Yes, sounds about right. Sounds about like, right. Like a dolphin through a hula hoop, you know. Like <laughs> All right, man. So th- – Thank you guys. We appreciate Nick your story. You know, please stick yeah. around. But uh, it's time. We are actually we're gonna go through some news. It is time for our man William Cooper to get the show going with this scoop with Coop. Gentlemen. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Real quick, is Jeff bailing? Uh, it looks like he did. Yeah, yeah he's see. here. He's here. Wait, oh, he's back. back in real quick. Just uh, no problem at all. Get you, you, you bailing, Jeff? We know you don't feel I'm good. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, probably. You don't have, if, if you yeah, stick, off, stick go ahead. Out. Go get some rest, man. We appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, I know you man. Thank you, Nick. You're welcome to stick around. Go through some news with us. Sure, absolutely. I'd all love right. to. Jeff, we'll talk Jeff. to you soon, buddy. See you, Jeff. Better, Love you, hey, thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it, Nick. Great job, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Right. absolutely. Thank Feel you better, bro. Jeff. All right, Coop. 
just show what do we got for some news this week we got news this week uh last week was dead because of, of the holiday but so kicking right. it off cra has a new executive director for the first time in three over three years i was gonna say it so took the, a while it took a while um they've named uh mike copperman as the executive director he's been with cra for about 12 years he was uh the uh, legislative uh, and regulatory affairs director and I don't know what took so long to to name him. To be honest with you, they had the guy there basically sitting there. I I've gotten a chance to really talk with him several times over the past year. He's going to be a great hire. This guy, he's dynamic. He's really knowledgeable on, on this industry. I was amazed. Even from the science end, he's he's pretty deep. So he used to be a uh, before he was a CRA. He was a retailer. Uh, you know, but that's the tobacco. So I think this was a great hire for CRA. I think this is a, a great move that they made. I think he's gonna be a very good leader. Great. Yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with him at all. At all. Yep. So yeah. got big shoes to fill. He's got big shoes to fill. But like I said, he's been he, like you want to say he was the number two guy for a long time in CRA. Uh, if I'm not it, mistaken, Coop, is it possible that when there was some kind of like uh, government? issue where there was more detail than I think he may have called in with Glenn one time. I think he did once. Yeah. But it was years think, ago, but yeah, yeah I think I, he did. He's very, like I said, he's very, um, like I said, he very knowledge. This guy's very, very knowledgeable. Great. Um, so I think, like I said, I've had a chance to, I've had, you know, for a while I was like, Siri, I think was losing its way. I, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of optimism with this hire. I really do. Now that he's kind of got the control of it that he that he has, I think it's going to be a good move. Awesome. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What else you got? All right. Tatawai made some news. Um, Pete Johnson is releasing 10th anniversary Kappa Especials. So the the 10th anniversary cigars, there's a, a Perfecto called Bella Ancre and a uh, Parejo called Bon Chichoa. Uh, they've been Habano releases, and they've been around for 10 years. Um, early, a few months ago, there were Tuxla releases, which were Mexican rappers, and now they're putting Sumatra uh, rappers on, on this. Um, these are going to be limited releases. They're not going to be uh, full production, but um, they're going to be uh, 3,020 count boxes, selling for $12 each. Uh, I like those cigars. They're good cigars, and I think... Pete does some, when he puts that Kappa Special on that. It's uh, he's done very nice with that. I, I agree. Pete does a good job with Sumatra, but maybe you you can clarify for me because I never un so when so with a limited release for Pete is that one and done or is it just limited throughout? You know, I never know. This is how I've seen how Pete does it. It's limited. He does a batch, but you don't know when the next batch is. But he never closes the door on it. If that makes sense, right? right. That's what I've seen, but. You know, for example, he did the T110s a couple of years ago. I don't know when they're going to come back out, but I don't think he's ever said – I don't think it's never say never. Either. I think at some point they're going to come back. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense. But he's uh, – even with the Monsters, most of those have – you know, they're obviously making their way back in different forms. So. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. All right, what else you got? Well, we go to Aganorsa Leaf. Um, and there's this a new This was Supreme surprising. Yeah, this was um, because of the size. Yeah, not only that, but they just dropped one too. Yeah, they just dropped um, a Perfecto in the Supreme yeah. Leaf. Now they're doing a Rothschild. The I think the reason why they did this is that Perfecto, they gave that to only the Aganorsa Select retailers. True. 
So it was a very limited distribution with that one, in addition to limited production. The Rothschild is going to go to, uh, it's going to be a limited production that goes to basically ag any agonist retail that wants to bring it in. So they're doing a uh, four and a half by 50, which it's not a size agonist. I don't want to say agonist has never done that size. I think they've done a few of those, but it's not a size agonist is known for. Um, and they're doing a, you know, this Supreme Leaf has usually been a pretty good seller. So they're doing a run of 2,800 boxes, which is a lot more than like when they started out and they were doing 500 box runs and you couldn't get them. Mm -hmm. But uh, four and a half by 50, I guess they're going for the, the winter smoker here, which sure, would make also sure. some sense. Right. And uh, $10 a cigar. You know, and I, I was just also wondering, and I don't know, I'm, I'm no cigar roller, but I, I, I was curious if, I wonder if maybe the cutting of a Perfecto left enough wrapper to create maybe a roll child size i don't know i'm not a, i'm not a blender it's I'm a great not a roller, it's a, yeah but it's, it's just something i thought of you know because i know that you know the the um the reason that the supreme leaf isn't just widely available part of that is because of the the wrapper you know it's not yeah it's not something they have tons of so it's just something i thought of i don't know if that's the case or not but i, um, I think that's i think that's a very good assumption i don't know if it's true but i mean i think it's it's a good assumption um, you know, I've heard what, like, for example, like when I talked to some of the guys at Asylum, when they do these big ring gauges, sometimes they don't have enough wrapper production because it's such a big leaf that they need sometimes for it. Hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this is the eighth release of the Supreme Leaf. They tend to do two of these a year. And um, I, I, I think it's a fun release because the different sizes have different nuances. Yeah. So uh, there, I, there are eight sizes in that. So I don't know how many more sizes they can really do before they're going to have All to right. start re-releasing some of these. But some of them are box presses that I could do, tor you know, rounded yes. ones and stuff. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, by the way, I also like the packaging on this one. I know Terrence has taken some lumps on this at times, but I think it, it does stand out in the humidor very nice. No, I, oh, it yeah, does. It great. And, and it, it stands out as a a limited edition release that's different from their their regular blend yeah. you know you see yeah. this you know you know that this is not the typical agonorsa cigar yeah yeah so I, like i said i and then this size has me very intrigued as well just because it's i don't see them do a lot of four and a half by 50s you know so now i'm right. really this is something a little different than some of the you know i know they do like toros and robustos and stuff so i think this this will be interesting i remember when it first came out me, Alex, and Abe were traveling somewhere, and we we went to one of our. Uh, oh, that friends. was that was when we were. I don't know if that's when it first came out. But Tampa, we, right? The newer one. We were at Tampa. It's when we did the J.C. Newman show with everybody. But as soon as over. we walked in, as soon as we walked in Jeff's shop, we saw like four of them sitting on the shelf from like the yeah. door, and we yeah. all just beelined it for it. Which is funny because you know Abe and Alex, you know, work at Smoke In, but they're like, oh, they have them. Let's grab them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we. That's what yeah. we started smoking that night, but it was just funny. They do they stand out on the shelf, and especially when they're not readily available, it's very easy to find them, which is nice. Yeah, as well. I, I know. Like I said, I remember when they first came out. You they that first robusto was imp I actually managed to get it, and uh, it was hard. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. What else is cooking? Uh, Espinosa has a new regular production line coming uh, under the Espinosa name, so. Um, this has not really been a surprise because I think they've been giving these to some retailers over the past few weeks. The Espinosa Sumatra is coming out. Um, it's they've been doing a lot more with Sumatra wrapper at Espinosa, but most of the Sumatra they've been doing up until this point has been out of AJ Fernandez's factory. Right. Uh, the Espinosa Sumatra is going to come out on La Zona, 
So it's the first Espinosa uh, Sumatra to come out of, uh, first Sumatra wrapper from Espinosa to come out of Lazona. So um, it's going to be available in three sizes, 5 by 52, 6 by 54, and a 6 by 60, uh, ranging from 11 to $12. And they go for that purple uh, color, which right, is kind of right. I think this would be a big hit for them. I think so too, but I, I have I have two things on this. I don't I don't know. Maybe they were spreading the news, you know, piecing it out the retailers. But it's kind of, it's this is one of the few times where like when it got a national like like press release, it was like this and is coming out. out and it's available right now. Like you know, there was no lead up to it. They you know, kind of like the new year. I was asking them for it, and I'll be very transparent. They didn't have the photos ready. Um, so that they were, you know, they, they kind of like they wanted to do a nice photo release with it, you know, rather than just do something on a table or something. So I would, but I was asking them for it and, and, and that's what they were telling and then the holiday hit and everything. So, so that's the same line as like the, the crema that like, like the, the Habano, the, the crema. Yeah. This will be, yeah. The Habano, yeah okay. Made it Lizona. Yeah. yeah I, I wish like all they, of those. Yeah. They have another one that they kind of discontinued the especial, which was the Maduro. Right. Which right. I like, I like that cigar, but I think the problem is they have other Maduros that it's competing against. Sure. Like Murcielago and stuff. So, but uh, I liked what I'm not a big Sumatra guy to be honest with you, but I like what they've done with Sumatra uh, at Espinosa. Okay, so, I agree. I agree. Um, the Azaleo was a, that dark Sumatra. That was a very good cigar. Yeah, that's yeah. in the Laranja. Is that what that is? That was the Laranja. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the blue one. That one's good. I like blue that. One. Yeah, yeah. So I think the the Guy Fieri. Uh, 56 oh, is going to drop soon. I, they haven't announced, but Guy Fieri's birthday is like around now. And they usually give it yeah. to him for his, last year. They gave it to him for his birthday before selling it. So I'm expecting to hear that drop in the next week or two. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. That's right. Yeah. One of the chef specials was just Sumatra too, right? Yep. 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 All right. What else you got? So I don't know if this counts as an STG release of the week. Um, we started covering this because we've added the pairings piece to Coop for this year, the new pairing show. So we weren't covering this stuff last year, but this year we're going to be covering it. Alec Bradley has announced a uh, third installment of their Uncut series. So these aren't really cigar releases. Uh, these are actually collaborations they're doing with distilleries. Right. And they're basically packaging some Alec Bradley cigars with kind of a custom um, – a custom, if you want to call it, uh, spirit, or you know, in this case, it's a Starlight Single Barrel Bourbon, uh -huh. um, which is something that uh, a small batch thing they've done with that. And um, so, they, yeah, this has just been announced. They've done three of these thus far, um, but this one they're doing with the Alec and Broadway Gatekeeper Corona. And I haven't tried any of these yet, but the people I know who've tried these have really said, and I, I trust these people who do pairings, they're really good pairings they're doing. Like, they really did their homework to pair these things. So, well, listen, uh, that's that's their passion. Well, I was going to say, this is, this is, yeah, this is the boys. This is, you know, yeah, I know that they're, this is a boys project for sure. Yeah. It was definitely something I think that was in the works before the acquisition, too. So, I think they were wor working these, and then the, and then they the good news is STGs continued it. Um, and but they're only available, uh, they're available to Bourbon Outfitter too. So they're very small runs, uh, that they're doing here, um, as far as these go. So, um, but they seem to do, like I said, I've, I've talked to people who've done this and or tried them the last two, and they said they're really good. 
they're really good pairings. I'm definitely not the pairings guy. I have, I have Trip's going to be doing pairings for us this year on our show, so nice, he's man. the expert. Yeah. Anything else? Um, that is it for this week. All right. So for more news that's always rumor and teaser free, visit cigar-coop.com. All right, real quick, Coop, before Paul gets back, here's my question for you. Uh huh. Do the Philadelphia Eagles win a playoff game? They have a shot in that wild card game. They do. Uh, because of who's, I think, six and seven, they can dig into it. I think that's where it ends. If they, I pay. think that's where it, I think that's where it ends too. Um, it is, uh, you know, I think, like I said, I think if the Rams come into Philadelphia, I think they could still beat the Rams. I, I, I Rams, Bucks. Other than that, I think they're toast. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Alec, you're probably too young to remember this, but the I, I follow Philadelphia sports a long time. Cotites last year in Philadelphia, oh. there was an epic collapse. Um, where basically I think they went like ten and one and finished ten and six or something like that. It was, it was like, and this this collapse is analogous to what I that Cotite year it really is. And I and uh, to lose that game last week to Gannon, okay, to, and and that they had every reason in the world to just beat Jonathan Gannon, like you know, and right. they were flat. Right. I mean, it was that was embarrassing. I felt bad for them. Terrible. We, look, I'm not the biggest Eagles fan. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, or you know, right, kind of right. quasi Giants fan these days. But <laughs> we unite against the Cowboys here. Sure, we unite. We, uni- we, sure. Uni- we cannot let the Dallas Cowboys go deep in the playoffs here. Listen, it's I. I feel like it's uh, you know we all have to kind of lean for the 49ers to take down uh, the evil empire, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know, Alex. I, I mean, do you think Sirianni survives? I don't know. I think Glory likes him. No, I don't think he's going to get fired. I think Glory likes him. I know that the fan base likes him. Although you know, when you're losing, they don't like anybody. But if they're going to keep Sirianni, they better get some big time coordinators in there. They better the go. Frank Reich's already the rumor. You know, that he's a- yeah, they better get back to some big time coordinators, or, yeah. or otherwise Sirianni yeah. don't survive another year. Not not with this kind of talent. And we'll see what happens with AJ Brown. I don't know what that old saga is about. Yeah, you know. I remember again going back to the Kotite. Glory just never warmed up the Kotite from day one, so it's a little different story here. I think Glory really likes Sirianni, so I think it's going to help him go another year. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think he'll have another shot. Yeah. Paul, welcome back. I know you had a little freeze up, uh, a little glitch, but uh, we're good to go now. Paul, speak. Just speaking of which, since you failed me and never sent me a video, did you actually get a chance to watch the airing of grievances? I, I listened to it. Where uh, were yours, Paul? I forgot. Failed me. <laughs> he, failed me. he failed me. Yeah, I en- I enjoyed it actually. It was very uh, well done. Real, real, I'm, I'm not the biggest grief, but I had a lot of fun doing it and watching it. I got to be. It was fun. It was fun to put together. It was fun. Yeah. To, to get <laughs> you guys, guys react. Do you guys put up a Festivus poll at the office? Because I could just see that, like no. in the back of the office. Uh, we say I used to when I worked in an office. We used to get. We had like a a big metal pole. And we would put lights on it. I know it requires no decoration, but we used to put to quote, lights to on quote it. William Cooper, Festivus is not a real holiday. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's not. I, I got to say, I was shocked how many people went after Abe about the Cracker Jack thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was shocked yeah. about that. Yeah, I was accepting. Yeah. Sensei was, was very well done. That that was his moment. That was his moment. Yeah, I was. There were a couple of others who mentioned it, too. Um, yeah. I think Matt mixed, Matt Tobacco mentioned it, and I don't remember who yeah. else, but I think there were a couple of others. Uh, it was really, it was really fun and really well done. Absolutely. It was. I has, mean, has Abe should... watched it fully yet? I know he said yeah, he, he, in the he watched it. Thing. Okay. it was, it yeah, it was we, great. We, we we may get a uh, Abe grievances to the grievances video. Oh, I bet. Rebuttal. <laughs> I you notice I stayed away from going after Abe on that one. Oh, speaking of which, we have a few minutes. I didn't get a chance to watch the show last night. What what came out on top, Coop? I'm Cheers. not a big sitcom guy. Yeah. So. Che- Cheers, beat I love Lucy. I heard it at the end of in a in an audience tiebreaker. Yeah, it it was very interesting because Juan Cancel and I were almost lockstep into everything, and really? Fred Rui and I were completely the opposite. Yeah, so it was a good and, crew for this though. I when I mm-hmm. when I I had to keep tuning in and out because I had some stuff going on, but I was I really enjoyed the the opinions of everybody. I think it was a good group of guys for this uh, particular thing. You know. We, we learned a lot that with sitcoms, I think they're very regional in terms of popularity because I kept saying, I don't know how Sanford and Son is this like in a play in. Right. Because it was huge in, where, where I grew up in, in very urban neighborhoods, I think. But you go to middle America, you have things like Dick Van Dyke were really resonated with a lot of people, which I don't think Dick Van Dyke resonated growing up in New York, in my opinion. So it was kind of yeah. interesting to see that kind of play out during this whole thing. The other thing that was interesting is the family sitcoms, none of them went very deep. Like the final four, really? there were no family sitcoms. In no that. full house or anything like that. Well, there was so many. They had Eric, like, and he really tried to get everyone's, as you guys have seen, he always tries to get people's, he tries to get the, the panel's opinion. Those yeah. guys yeah, had it, over a hundred submissions. It is a process. They, 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 get down you weren't. They yeah. couldn't do 64. We would have been there till two in the morning, right? Right. But so there was just there were going to be shows that didn't get in there. Like I was wanting Entourage, but we agreed it wasn't a sitcom Entourage, right? So the as mini much as series, I guess it's yeah, kind of fair. a comedy, but it's not really. Mash was Mash was a debatable one, like, but we we let it in. You know, I think Mash in the end, I think it was fine. It was in. Uh, but Mash upsetting All in the Family was was the biggest upset of the night. I thought. Wow. No, I don't See, think anybody... I thought All in the Family would go a lot further. I thought it would it was win so it. Groundbreaking as a show. What's funny is, and I don't know, were we talking about this? So I was talking about this with somebody. You know, that show couldn't be made now. No, you couldn't no, make no, All no. in the Family now. No, no, uh, it absolutely couldn't. It was. Um... It, you know, it was just Sanford and Son the same way. Yeah. Sanford and Son was groundbreaking in a lot of different ways, but the same thing. There was a lot of humor. I mean, I, I, I you know, we, I have the reruns on of Sanford and Son almost every week in this house. And, you know, my, my right. kids are like, this is never going to fly today. They say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Yeah. But Juan right. was sober. That was the other thing I had to say. Juan that, was sober. Uh, a sober Juan is good. A sober yeah, Juan is good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yep. He was yes, very articulate and, and spoke. He has, he's very opinionated about, about yes. TV, too. Yeah. yeah. No, he knows it. He, a great show. Well, he knows Juan's his TV. On. It's, it's yeah, he knew the, his TV. Yeah, he did a good job. He's a drunk Juan in a, in a parking lot in Alabama. Well, <laughs> Juan, let me tell you, Juan, 
really wanted to do this, and he wasn't going to mess this up last night. He was like, I'm, he got on early to check his connect. I mean, he did everything right last night. He didn't want yeah, to get he, thrown off again. He was the same way when, when we did the video game show. Because That's he, right. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. He was into it. You know, when it's something he was into. Yeah. So, you know, credit yeah. to Juan. Credit to yeah, Juan. Yeah, exactly. Juan. No, he was great. It was good to see him. I haven't seen him yeah. in a while. All right. So we are going to end the show in the same fashion with a different twist for this year. It is time for Would You Rather, sponsored by... Wait, why? we're not doing Tale of the Tape? No, Abe's not here. We'll skip it. Oh, okay. For 18 weeks, we might as well Perfect. skip it. <laughs> All right, so sorry. <laughs> yep. It is time for Would You Rather, sponsored this year by Rocky Patel. All right, no, I don't have a, I don't have a lower pole. Um, I was, I was checking because I yeah, almost I put that lower. up. I don't have okay. a lower. So actually, for this year, uh, would you rather is being sponsored by Rocky Patel, and none other than Rocky Patel himself will be asking us our would you rather questions. Oh shit! Hold on, I'm trying to add a banner. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's no, no banner. Okay, there's no banner. Right. Take it away, Rocky. The Rocky Patel question today for the KMA crew is the following. Would you rather have a stunning supermodel that makes great love to you, but fights with you every day and drives you crazy, or an ordinary woman who loves you to death, cooks for you, takes care of you, and brings peace to the house? Oh, wow. <laughs> Such a okay. Rocky question. Right, right, right. <laughs> so listen. This is a no-brainer for me. This is a no-brainer. Really? And yes, because of the song. And I, yes, I <laughs> my gonna... man Jimmy Soul. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. <laughs> it's my personal point of view to get an ugly girl to marry you. <laughs> this, what do this, you guys think? This is hard because Alex is married, but he's not married, so he's right. you know not really held uh, to the fire here. Coop and I are both married. Yeah. All right, I'll go. Well, my wife's not a supermodel, right? I put her in the ordinary category. Not bad looking. I've been down the road of that first one in relationships. It doesn't work. That's all I'll just tell you. It it just it will make you miserable. And eventually they stop wearing the mini skirts. Right. right. That's what I'm just gonna say. It wears out quick. So uh believe me, I'm I'm I have a wonderful wife. I think she's very, very attractive. And uh, I'm ha and she cooks great, so I can't complain. In terms of theory, I agree with both of you. Like uh, you know, a normal woman that brings house that brings house uh, peace. I just got lucky, and I you know I married a supermodel who also brings peace to the house. But yes, the mini skirts disappear, the high heels disappear. They disappear. <laughs> they, they, they disappear. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's not gonna. I've, I've seen people married people like that. I know for a fact it happens. Quote yeah. to live by. No matter how hot she is, somebody somewhere is tired of her shit. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I I have a, I had a girlfriend years ago that this this girl there was no reason. I mean, most of the women I dated and married, like there was no reason they should be with me. Like I'd walk into places, people like, really? What the fuck is this woman doing with you? But she was a very attractive girl. And 
I remember there was one point where like three of my friends came to me and they're like, dude, you got to get rid of this girl. I'm like, why? What's the problem? She's smoking hot. They're like, she is the absolute worst person I think we've ever met in our lives. Like she's awful to deal with. She's not nice to people. She's I'm like, yeah, but she's, you know, I was dating people at the time. I wasn't like, you know, marrying this girl. I was like, she's hot. They're like, this is the worst thing for you. And she was, she was a toxic, toxic person. Yeah. But man, she was pretty hot. So there you have it. That is our Would You Rather segment sponsored by Rocky Patel. Thank you, Rocky. That was, you know, nice yeah, that's good cool. job. Good job. Nice. This is kick it off. Yeah. It's a nice little twist for Would You Rather. Uh, Paul, what to say? Uh, listen, you know, <laughs> please to be safe. So that is our show for this week. Thank you for joining us. Big thank you to uh, Nick Fusco. I think Nick had some technical difficulties. He bounced off. And Jeff, Jeff Groover, hope you feel better. Great. Yeah, but, great job. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope it made you laugh, had some fun, and uh, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, keep it, Paul, are you ready? Lit.